Welcome to the Star Citizen Neurocast, brought to you by Cognition Corp and its community organizations. This is a weekly podcast dedicated to bringing you the most up-to-date Star Citizen information and general discussion concerning game mechanics and lore. I'm Lumen the Hunter, and joining me today are Furious from Evil Inc., Pete, and main member of Cognition Corp, Snipatomic. Hello. Before we get started, I'd like to take a moment to thank our Patreon backers for funding our current giveaways and supporting the show. Our Patreon backers have access to our pre-show podcast, where we go over the news in greater detail, as well as exclusive LTI ship giveaways. Our newest Patreon backer this week is Jay Solis. Thanks for the support. For information on how to support the show, visit us at patreon.com cognition. For official Star Citizen Com Link news, we have the new Citizen of the Stars segment, highlighting community content each week. And big news this week is that PTU 2.6.1 has been released, as well as its patch notes, which were very extensive. We also saw the January monthly studio report detailing what each studio has been up to for the last 30 days. For concept art this week, we saw the Hurston Landing Zone, which gave us a very like oppressive Blade Runner vibe, as well as Dune. Yeah, yeah, the, that Landing Zone really reminds me of Dune. And I think we were, we were talking about it in the pre-show, about how so much of the Star Citizen stuff that we've been seeing lately um, seems to have been at least, um, if not if not borrowing from, then at least inspired by uh, Frank Herbert's uh, writing, which is pretty cool uh, because it's some of, some of my favorite science fiction work. Yeah, and you know the, the worm, obviously. Yeah, it's quite so. Another landing zone we saw was the Levski concept art, which was temporarily posted to an art station post um, and then reposted to Reddit, but the art station post is now down. So it's interesting. Um, I would definitely take a look at it if you have time. It's a really, a really big kind of fallout kind of vibe to it. It's got a big old door thing and stuff. And more from Snip on super accurate descriptions on what artwork Star Citizen is releasing. Yeah, we know it's stuff. I think that's a good observation, but I can't tell you what it is beyond that. It looks like a big old door thing, like a big old vault door. <laughs> Though something, so one thing that that I, I can say about this is that the a lot of this art style has has become somewhat somewhat uniform across a lot of uh, across a lot of the uh, concept art that we're seeing for Star Citizen. So it's certainly developing its own art style, which is kind of cool. Yeah, uh, but I think we can all agree that the coolest piece of art that came out this week was the Marine Heavy Armor. It yeah, gave... but I thought I'd already seen it before in a game called Halo. <laughs> actually, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, there's no disguising it. It does look a lot like Master Chief, but maybe that's not such a bad thing. I mean, really, it doesn't look lifted from Master Chief. It looks reminiscent. Yeah, it looks more slightly more bulky than his armor. Considerably more bulk, bulky. Look at that. Look at that thing on his back. Maybe it actually has like a built-in shield for energy weapons. Like Master Chief? Sure. Also, the helmet the helmet looks quite a lot like that that original concept that we saw quite a long time ago now, where we had a GIF of the helmet opening and closing. That could be it. So for development, um, we got a huge dump of information uh, because of the PTU 2.6.1 patch notes as well as the monthly report. So uh, we're going to highlight a little bit of it, but for the full report, either check out our show notes or those links. As far as animations, we've learned that they are hard at work on hologram tech for ship and military briefing rooms. The, the, we learned that the facial idle animations for pilots have been added for all ship variants. 
And we learned that corpses will have realistic physics when they ragdoll in 3.0. Which made for a pretty amusing bit of video. Yeah. Just bodies falling. The cinematic missile chase camera, while in combat, can now be deactivated in the options menu by default. So you're not forced to use it any longer. Yeah, uh, especially in the M50, as we've already established being one of my favorite ships. When you shoot a missile from that and you're going pretty fast, it's pretty often that you run into something while you're trying to exit the missile cam mode. Uh, It'll be nice not to have that now. Yeah, definitely. Even if it's even if you're distracted for just a second, that second can be absolutely vital in keeping yourself alive. We learned on the Citizen of the Stars this week that they are working on the heavy slaver armor, but no concept art or descriptions were given quite yet. So that seems to indicate that this is a third faction, at least within the human stuff, um, which should be interesting to see what new art design they they have put together. Because we already have the pirate stuff, and then we have the UAE stuff. Um, I wonder if this new slaver stuff will be something new and different and unique. Well, yeah, I don't know if they even think of them as binary or you know, or anything like that between you're in one group or out of the other. I bet you're going to have pirates who are slavers. And, well, you're probably not going to have too many UEE slavers, but you'll probably have former UEE that are slavers. And so I think it's all going to be different shades of gray. Hopefully not 50, but... Uh, 49? <laughs> Sorry. But several shades of gray and no real, like, good guys, bad guys. But I bet you'll have distinct groups and then diffusion between those groups for people who are not as staunchly for or against them can sort of interact. First of all, it's 42 shades of gray. Um, <laughs> but, but really, I think, I think that by, from the fact that they're calling this slaver armor... Um, where the, when they called the other armor, you know, pirate armor and UEE armor, um, it seems that that there well, certainly the characters will not will will bridge bridge the gaps between these these different I guess quote unquote factions, um, but there there very well may be different art styles for these different um, groups groupings of armor types. Sure, that's fair. As far as the female avatar, we've heard that her armor variants are in production, as well as various animations, but no, still no ETA on when we'll expect to see that. We talked about this earlier a little bit, um, but bringing that into the main main podcast here, I really think that them doing a good job with the female avatar is a is a necessary and very good thing. As we as we mentioned earlier, though, having the female avatar really early on um, isn't a big deal, in fact, maybe detrimental um, because it'll be that many more things that they need to change whenever they change seats or whatever in cockpits and and, and things like that. But doing it right uh, and taking their time on it is a very good thing, and I think they should be applauded for that at the very least, giving them the benef- benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I agree. I think that uh, it's going to come online when it's ready to come online, just pretty much like anything else in Star Citizen. Yep, we're used to that by now. <laughs> There have been some flight model changes in 2.6.1. Uh, they have adjusted SCM speeds for ships so that there's a greater range. The racer and interdiction type ships now have a much faster SCM speed than, say, the transportation or cargo ships, which makes sense, of course. They will continue to be adjusted, um, so they're definitely not finalized. 
but CIG is really looking forward to getting some feedback from the community so they can basically gauge what future adjustments need to be made. I think they need to go a little faster still, but you know, we've talked about that before. <laughs> uh, CIG has mentioned that the, with the debut of Spectrum with 2.6.1's public release, we will see a change in how forum moderation will be made. They didn't specify any details, but it might just be, you know, the rules of forum moderation. Maybe um, you'll be able to, the, the rules will be different for your orgs forum versus the public general forum. We just know that rules in general and how the moderation operates will be changed in some fashion with Spectrum's debut. Uh, leaderboards have been added in-game. So now you can see your leader, the leaderboards between matches, as well as loadouts in Star Marine. Or so you can change which weapons you have equipped between deaths. They've added multi-region servers, so now people that are playing in, the, in Europe, or Australia especially, don't have to play with people who are closer to the original server that are playing on Virginia and the United States. So it should be a much more enjoyable playing experience for everybody going forward. The Mega Map system has debuted with 2.6.1's PTU, but only for single player. So essentially, the Mega Map allows people to load into one area and then experience no loading times when going between any areas until they exit the game. Um, people are, ex are saying that the uh, experience is much, much more smooth than it had been in the past. And CIG said they're going to release the Mega Map for multiplayer sometime in the near future. One thing that I don't completely understand about the Mega Map is that I can't say that I've ever experienced, I mean, there, there aren't any loading times in the, in the main, you know, PT in the main PU. Um, where is this loading time uh, reduction? If you were to go from Crusader to say Arc Corp, you would have to yep. load out into your hangar and then load back into Arc Corp. And there is load time oh. between those. Now it's yes. instantaneous. Oh, really? Yes. That's cool. Yeah. So it'll, it'll make a much bigger difference when we're talking about multiplayer, because then you have loading into matches and things like that, which will go much smoother. They've begun the initial processes for network refactoring. Um, so expect a little bit better, uh, you know, a little bit less lag, a little bit more smooth online experience. But uh, the true network refactor is going to be coming in with 3.0 and beyond. Uh, they've added peer spectator mode. So now that people who want to act as spectators in a match, they don't have to enter the match on, on one team and then suicide to be able to use the camera controls. Now you can actually enter the game as a spectator and use the true full breadth of the, of the camera system. There was a bit of a controversy stirred up this week because a developer mentioned don't hold your breath for VR implementation. Essentially what he was saying was it's not a, it's not a priority in that they'll be concentrating on anytime soon. It's still something they want to add in the future, but it won't be anything they spearhead in the near future. Now, they also mentioned that head tracking for things like Track IR is not tied to VR and may actually come sooner because it doesn't have nearly as many as constraints when developing VR. Yeah, um, as we discussed before, I think focusing on getting getting the the main game out right now is the is really the top priority. VR will be really, really, really cool in the game, um, but I think to be honest that VR has a little ways to go to before that technology itself is mature and star citizens a number of years out so it's not much i don't see much being very worth bothering with getting vr going um right away here so it, it's it comes as no surprise 
Yeah. Uh, they, they're not rolling forward with that. Agreed. Um, Spectrum has received a lot of large updates. Um, you now have uh, much better quality of, quality of life because they've updated uh, how menus collapse, how you can look at the most recent messages and things like that, um, as well as indicators for new private messages, as well as a mobile viewing optimization pass, although a true mobile app is coming sometime in the future. If you would like access to the PTU version of Spectrum, the instructions are included in the show notes. For both Arena Commander and Star Marine, they've, really, they've received uh, significant balance passes, uh, basically some tweaks to Pirate Swarm and Vandal Swarm to make the enemies a little bit more difficult, um, as well as pickups in Arena Commander to help with you know, missile spamming or the way that things are scored. And then Racing actually received a couple really important updates. The announcer, uh, you can now switch off the announcer with, uh, in the menu system, which is much needed because anyone who's played the race more than about 10 times gets sick of it. Um, and that the antennae that were protruding from buildings have been removed from areas that are in the primary route of the track. So you don't have to worry about running into them when you're still not cutting any, any corners. Uh, grenades, in, both in Star Marine and the Persistent Universe, now have an indicator light when uh, they're active and near you, both your own and other people's. And the indicator light for when you spot an enemy is now less sensitive, so that sneaking is more possible for people who are trying to uh, not be seen, and it's a little bit more fair for people moving around the, around the map. For future aspects of the universe mode of Star Citizen, we learned from Ben this week that colony ships will most likely make an appearance at some point in the long-term Star Citizen's run to help in planetary base building by players. Now, he didn't give any sense of time to this. This is so long-term, we have no way. It could be five years from now after the game's already been released for a while. It, it, we just simply don't know. The shopping kiosk design was released in this week's Around the Verse and showed how people will be able to buy items of any kind, including you know ships themselves, as well as their weapons, personal items, and then how they'll interact with fueling and repair services. It's still looking kind of rough, but it's not too bad. Not too bad. It's getting there. Few ships have received some passes recently. The 300 series and the Aurora series have both had their missile racks adjusted. Um, and then we learned that the Aurora series and the Cutlass Black are receiving their time getting their reworks done. So now they're getting up, up to speed with their visual effects, item system, and other things like that. We learned that the next concept sale will be the Anvil Hurricane. Um, now we haven't heard about the Anvil Hurricane since uh, we were voting on new starter ships. So it may have changed, but originally it was focus, uh, its focus was going to be a heavy gunship. Do we have any idea how, how much this will cost? It was originally pitched as a starter ship, but then again, so was the Terrapin. <laughs> so if, you, if somebody can think of a $200 ship as a starter ship, then maybe it'll still qualify. But my guess is it's gotten more expensive. Yeah. Terrapin being a, a one-and-a-half-seater <laughs> uh, $200 ship. Mm -hmm. We know that the Prospector and Reclaimer are both being worked on for their interior and exterior like uh, level of detail and animations. So we should expect to see them when they're we're supposed to debut 3.1 or so. And the Super Hornet has received a full visual update to uh, improve its art, animation, damage states, and visual effects. 
Uh, one detail that we learned in the monthly report, which seems to have flown a little bit under the radar, is that they discussed something called diffusion architecture. So supposedly diffusion will be a quote unquote, truly cloud oriented service architecture that will help uh, CIG improve their scalability within the game, as well as basically the availability of sending those resources through the pipeline. Um, it's purely in the back end. Uh, of their system, and it's apparently a massive refactor for their networking and code base. They've had someone working on this architecture for a while. We have no ETA for it, but now we're essentially hearing about it for the first time. We should expect to hear more about it in one of the maybe around the verses once it gets closer to completion. For the community videos, we have plenty of 2.6.1 overviews, and uh, I highly recommend any one of the uh, the videos that we've included in the show notes they're all extremely thorough um, very well done uh, one thing i do want to point out is that user on reddit found that star citizen youtube content creators are getting their videos stolen by other people they're taking those videos putting it on their own account as though they were the creator and then they get ad revenue so make sure that if you are watching star citizen content whether it be official or created by the community they're watching it by the true author of that video just so they get the ad revenue and credit that they deserve. Yeah, and make sure, yeah, make sure you you um, report these things and and spread the word out so that we can get these get these things taken down as quickly as possible. I mean, Star Citizen has has quite a quite a good following here, and um, we should be able to, as a community, um, help help this out a little bit. Yeah, agree. YouTube doesn't do a very good job. Uh, by themselves. For discussion on the current meta, uh, Malagos has released two posts that were very important. One talking about how cheats have made their way into Arena Commander, not just Star Marine. How to identify it versus just networking issues or other things like that. That one's definitely worth looking out so you can report cheaters when they happen and not give false reports based on things that are just inherent in you know uh, the alpha process due to networking mishaps and such. Um, and then he also released his 2.6.1 ship and component data spreadsheet. It's very important for anyone who actually is trying to follow the meta. It gives you the exact details and numbers underlying the system of the game itself. This is something that Malagos has been doing for since some of the earlier, up, much earlier updates of Star Citizen. Um, and man, uh, they they do a really nice job with it. Um, I've I've used it extensively, and I highly recommend anyone else should. Yeah, I, I, I look at it every single patch. Um, you know, there's some stuff that may not apply to you, but really, if you're looking, if you're ever curious about which weapons or shields or even ships themselves perform certain ways, there's no better way right now. Not on the official RSI website or anything. This is the best resource. For fan projects this over the last two weeks, uh, there were some really good submissions. There was a story of Grafton posted by Eshetos, uh, essentially talking about the hard work that one member of the community has, has given trying to fill in information that uh, new players have been asking on the RSI forums. And he's been doing this for a very long time, completely thanklessly, and finally somebody noticed, made a post about it, and uh, really deserves some, um, some attention by the community based on how much effort this person's been putting into, into it helping new members get acquainted. 
user Fiete posted a racer's perspective, a fan-made racing magazine. I highly, highly recommend taking a look at this. It's extremely cool piece of it's an extremely cool piece of art, and I hope they end up making more in the future. It's it is a truly beautiful, beautiful uh, document. It did a very, very nice job with it. Uh, user Latowan posted another map this week. This, this one of the Starfarer. So because it's so easy to get lost in that ship, having a map is actually really handy. Uh, in the past, he's posted the Area 18, Kovalix, Echo 11, Grimhex, Korea, Levski, Port Olisar, and Station Demian, all of which are included in the show notes. Old Blood and Guts had an interview with Torellian of the Combined Arm videos. That one's worth watching out to see, you know, uh, basically what work he puts into these creative projects and how he got involved and things like that. It's, it, was a very, it was definitely worth watching. McCarthy3D posted a fan-made ship concept, the Valkyrie. It's a 3D model that you can take a look at that a fan made, hoping to get uh, CIG's attention and eventually have them make their own version and put it in the game. It's a really, really cool ship. I, I think it would definitely fit in with uh, it almost looks like the uh, F8 Lightning in a way it fits in with that aesthetic, and then there was an article posted by the Expanse co-creator Ty Frank on writing his, on writing the Expanse as well as why he hated the Mass Effect 3 ending. But most importantly, somebody asked, you know, if he wanted to ever make an Expanse video game, and his reply was that he'd actually been paying attention to Star Citizen, and he would eventually like to see an expansion of Star Citizen using the the lore of the expanse so i think that would be extremely cool it's a really great interview by a sci-fi author so that one's also included in the show notes if you're curious as a reminder to our uk listeners britison con 2017 will be saturday april 22nd 2017 at the radisson blue hotel in manchester near the airport the website twitter and facebook links are all included in the show notes and that'll do it for this week a special thanks to our sponsor interstellar diplomacy Visit them at robertspaceindustries.com slash org slash diplomacy. Thanks to everyone else for listening, and we'll see you in the verse. See ya. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>